trying to get somewhere. <laughs> I'm trying to get somewhere that's real and pure and true and eternal. Toby, can you go with your boy? Let's go. From the American Missionary Church, Apostle Joel Obobisa will inspire you with anointed, practical, and down-to-earth Bible-based teaching that will refresh, energize, and motivate you to do your best for God. Join the Apostle now as he ministers the Word of God. Because your Word is a lump unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. And so we pray that you turn on the light today and bless this time in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody says Amen. Wow. Why don't you fist bump two or three people and just say hello to them. Let them know you're happy to see them in church and let them know what a blessing it is to even have a church that you can attend. Amen. All right. You may be seated, please. And um, Oris, <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> wow. It's a blessing. Amen. All right. It's good to be back here, amen. Yes. And, uh, so, <laughs> that's, that's very, <laughs> right, beautiful, amen. So, um, I bring you greetings from, I was in the Bay Area, and then in Houston. So, um, and everybody is well by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Today, I want to share with you um, a continuation of what we've been sharing in our denomination um, about Anna. Wow. Right? It's beautiful. Amen. Reverend Charles was telling me that he has shared some powerful things with you. Yes. And I already had some testimonies about how it has affected some people's lives. And so, God bless you, Reverend Charles, for sharing so powerfully. Amen. Right. But I believe you did read this verse, Romans chapter 13 and verse 7, to render, therefore, to all their dues. Amen. Amen. You know, we usually share in the month of October or nearing it, you know, we take the opportunity to share also about honor so that we can teach ourselves and also remind ourselves of the importance of honor. Amen. Um, usually, the first weekend in October 
is our Honor Your Prophet Sunday, isn't it? Yes. And um, that's when we take the opportunity to honor our pastor, our founder, our teacher, um, our father, um, a person who has been so many things to us. And we take the opportunity to honor him specially and officially. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm saying that because somebody was asking, but we just honored him during his birthday or something. I mean, can you imagine if you were working somewhere and maybe it was time for you to receive some honor or, a, you know, a recognition or some kind of acknowledgement? Maybe you, did, you led a project and the project has, you know, worked out. And then somebody comes up and says, oh, but she had a birthday <laughs> the other day, so... We celebrated the birthday, so there's no need to acknowledge that that's, it's, it's, it's not the right thing. Amen. Amen. And actually, the scripture is on our side when we honor twice. Why? Because the Bible says the elders that rule well must be counted worthy of double honor. Do you see? Which means that God is not against honoring someone multiple times. Do you get it? Yes. That as long as they continue to serve you properly, they will always be deserving of your honor. Amen. Look at that verse. It says, the elders that rule well should be counted worthy or qualified to receive twice the honor, isn't it? Especially the ones who labor in the word and in doctrine. Do you get it? To labor in the word is to preach it. But to labor in doctrine is to develop it. Do you, do you understand? Yes. See, I'm teaching from all these people. I didn't write them. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? So I'm laboring in word, but I'm not laboring in doctrine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not developing the doctrines. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So when people have spent their lives, you know, devoted to, you know, feeding the flock and feeding the sheep, you see, and um, looking after us, I mean, there is no doubt for more than 30-something years, uh, he's been our pastor. We've been a church. We've not been a perfect church, but we've been a great church. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And all these years, he has taught us, he has led us, he has, you know, fought for us. You know, when people have stones to throw at the church, they throw it at him. <laughs> They leave the rest of us <laughs> and they find him and they throw it at him. And he takes all the beating and takes all the negativity and all the hatred and everything on our behalf. Do you see what I'm saying? And so when there is an opportunity to honor him, uh, we also do take it very seriously as a church. And uh, we do believe that he deserves every honor that we have for him. Amen. Amen. And so 
We've moved it. It's supposed to be, it was supposed to be last week, right? And then it was moved to next week and is moved again. Okay. Yes. So you hold your honor <laughs> and um, we're going to uh, let you know at the appropriate time when we're going to do this. Amen. But as I was saying, we take the opportunity of the occasion also to enlighten us and to learn about the subject. Why? Because, I mean, he's not the only one that we owe honor to. Do you see? it's, It's not the only direction of honor that affects us. In fact, the Bible actually mentions specifically, you know, a group of people or a category of people whose honor actually determines your well-being. It determines the outcomes of your life. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a very good thing when you learn about honor because if you don't learn about honor, you will not honor properly or appropriately. And what would happen is that um, for the part of honor that affects your life, and really every honor does affect your life, but in particular, you will find, for example, that you may not honor your parents appropriately. You get it? And that will set you against yourself. Do you get it? You will become your own enemy. You will become your own reason for not doing well. Do you get it? Because Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 16. Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 16. The Bible says, um, Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. You get it? So honoring parents, for example, is not something that some pastor wants you to do. Do you see? Or that it is something that parents sort of want to bully you into doing. Do you see? Or that older siblings, you know, um, want to take advantage of that sometimes to control you or any other reason you can come up uh, uh, with to sort of try to discount the importance of honor. Right there it says, it is a command from the Lord. Actually, it is one of the Ten Commandments. Do you understand? Ten Commandments means that God summarized the ten most important things to do if you're alive in this earth. One of them is to is how you relate with your parents. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Ten determinants of how uh, things will go for you on this earth. And one of them is related to your parents. Do you get it? And so it's not something you must joke with. Look at it. It says, honor your father and mother as the Lord hath commanded thee that thy days may be prolonged. You see, so that your days will be prolonged and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. You see, now, where a lot of people get it wrong is that they assume that if the Lord thy God has given thee some land, 
That is, if God has blessed you already, then you don't need anybody else. Can you understand it? Yes. So there are people who feel that as long as the Lord my God has blessed me already, I'm good. I don't need you. You get it? Yes. You see now, God may bless you with something. You get it? But how long you continue to dwell in that place where God has blessed you or in that thing that God has given you, you see, and, and how well you fare in that environment, do you see, that one is determined by whether or not you honor your parents. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so God can bless you with uh, what a relationship can bless you with a marriage can bless you with the man or woman of your dreams or the family of your dreams you know people have dream families you get it yeah Dolores O'Neill one boy one girl <laughs> you know <laughs> you get it it's like you get married you have two children yeah you get some give them some fancy names you know Jean Leon, Jean Jacques, you know, <laughs> fancy, colorful names, you know, yeah. And um, yes, and all of that may be working well because God has blessed you. The Lord thy God giveth thee some land. But then that's not the end of it. The Bible says, How long that your days will be prolonged and that it will be well with you. So you see some people, they step into the land, but it doesn't last. Do you see what I'm saying? And then others also step into the land, but they don't do well. It's like nobody can explain why you have everything going for you, and yet your outcomes are so negative. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, sometimes you meet someone who has been to all the good schools, you know, Ivy League schools, I mean, the person has um, finished and has degrees as, as, as many as they need to have. You get it, all the right degrees from the right places. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, but it doesn't seem to come to anything. Do you, you see? Yeah. And so we need to be very careful. And that is why we take the opportunity of um, honor your prophet season to teach not only about honoring our prophet, but it's a subject that we need to remind ourselves of regularly. Does it make sense? Yes. And so every time we come back with another aspect of it, and we are blessed that we have a whole book on it. Do you see? So... Um, we have a whole doctrine on it. <laughs> you get it. So um, there's a lot of labor that we can direct towards that doctrine. Amen. So that is why I'm sharing this with you today. So I'm going to share with you today from chapter number nine, which talks about signs of dishonor. Do you get it? Yes. Sometimes the way you know you're not doing something is by someone pointing 
out certain signs and symptoms. Do you get it? Why? Because Jesus said, by their fruits you will know them. So some things are recognized by their fruits. That's when you may not know what it is, but when you look at what it has produced, then you can tell what it is. Do you get it? So a lot of actions, for example, uh, don't seem harmful. You know, they don't seem like anything um, great or anything significant is happening. But sometimes when you track the action and you see all the evil that has come out of it, all the negative things that have come out of that, then you can see that this thing was a very, very bad thing. Do you get it? For example, if you were to miss the train, you get it. It just looks like you just missed the train. People miss trains all the time. And so you just miss the train, and that is it. But then if you find out that because you missed the right train and took the next one, which came 10 minutes after, you get it, it also meant that when you got to the next place, you had mixed the next train. <laughs> and it caused you to have to wait for two hours. <laughs> Do you see? And then because you had to wait for two hours, you got home at the wrong time. And when you got home at the wrong time, you know, um, <laughs> the important people in your home <laughs> were very upset with you for whatever reason. Yeah. Or maybe you were supposed to pick up your child from the school. And because you got there at the wrong time, the teacher said, you know what, we can't wait. They <laughs> locked the school and left your child outside. And then when they left your child outside, somebody was walking by and asked the child, do you want McDonald's? And the, person, the child said yes and followed the child. In the end, the child was kidnapped. And then, you see, five minutes you missed the train. And it looked like there was nothing so big of a deal about it. But when you look eventually at what evil has come out of it, then it makes you redefine the value of missing the train. Does it make sense? Oh, yes. Right. So I'm saying that we need signs to help us to know that we are walking in dishonor. Amen. Amen. All right. So number one. Okay. The first one is your absence can be a sign of dishonor. Your absence, just where you're supposed to be somewhere and you don't show up, is a sign of dishonor, right? Now, 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 28 he says, then Samuel said unto him, the Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day. The Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Amen. That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. See, let me take the opportunity to just chip this in here that when God has blessed you, always 
recognize that it's a privilege that God has blessed you. You are not who you are or where you are because you're the best person for it or the only person for it. Do you get it? But you are just there because you were the favored one. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is I just read that the Lord has taken the kingdom from somebody and giving it to his neighbor, which means the person who could replace him was not too far. <laughs> he was right there. <laughs> but God favored him and gave it to him. Then the other revelation is that that neighbor is actually better than you. <laughs> Do you see? So you didn't have it because you were the best at it or was the, you were the only one who could do that. But God had favored you to be that person, to be in that situation, to have that position and to occupy that space. So it should never make you feel you found a reason to be puffed up, to be arrogant, to be disrespectful, to be ungrateful, you know, when God has allowed you to come into a certain position or a certain place because he could have given it to someone else and he wouldn't have to look very far to find that someone else who would do better with that same opportunity. Amen. Amen. So that's just an early goal, just a, a bonus um, um, points that I just wanted to make. <laughs> okay? So let's be humble. Amen. All right. So here it says, God has taken the kingdom of you and has given it to your neighbor who is better than thou. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent. For he's not a man that he should repent. Amen. Right. So then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now. <laughs> I pray thee before the elders of my people <laughs> and before Israel and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord thy God. Amen. Amen. So this is Samuel and Saul. And Saul has, is the one that Samuel is rebuking here. That God has taken the kingdom from you and has given it to another person. Do you see? And um, so this is Saul's response. Now Saul says, I see, I see, I made a mistake. I am really sorry. Now when you read the story, you find that, that this is only after uh, a lot of back and forth arguing, debating the issue, you know, yes. And then the Lord got tired of it, and Samuel got tired of it too, and God said, look, that's okay, it's all right. Just, I don't want this guy anymore, you see. And so that ended it. Now, Saul now sees that he's actually in a bad situation, and so he's asking Samuel to honor him by coming with him to the elders. 
Do you understand? Yes, that please, I need your presence. When you are there, it makes me look good. If you come, it makes me look important. If you come, it means a lot to me. Do you understand? Yeah, so please, I know I messed up, but please come with me. Do you understand? Yes. Now, in that situation is revealing that the presence of a person, you know, can be a source of honor. Do you get it? And so, therefore, sometimes the absence of a person, you know, or your absence at certain places, you know, where you should be, is a message of dishonor. It's a sign of disregard. It's a sign of despisement. It's a sign that you don't respect whatever is happening there, don't respect the person um, um, it is about, because sometimes it's about someone. You know, there's a celebration of an individual or a celebration of an occasion, and you don't go or you don't appear there is a sign of dishonor. Amen. Amen. So we need to be careful with that, that there are certain places that we must not miss. There are certain events, certain things. We must not leave ourselves out. We have to be there. We have to go there and also pay your respects. You have to go there and um, show that you do uh, recognize the significance of the occasion or the significance of the individual concerned and that you have also come just to um, uh, honor the occasion and to help the person um, in whatever way you can help. Amen. Amen. So that is number one. Number two is your failure to call on someone can also be a sign of dishonor, right? Yes. Now, here, the example is in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. It says, when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh, you know, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. <laughs> you see, now when you jump to verse 16, it says, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked <laughs> of the wise men, you know, it says, he was exceeding wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem in all the coast thereof from two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Right. Obviously, you recognize this story as having to do with the birth of Jesus Christ, isn't it? Yes, this is a Christmas verse, isn't it? Okay, so, um, yeah. But what it is is that these wise men were supposed to call on, they were supposed to go back to Herod's place 
and just tell him what, that they had found Jesus the baby and had gone to uh, see him and uh, pay their respects to him, you see. And instead of them coming back, they didn't come back. And Herod felt very insulted. <laughs> Do you see? He felt very insulted, mocked, tricked, you know, and deceived by these guys. It's like they didn't think he was important enough, you see, or didn't think, but they were also acting on a dream <laughs> that they had. Do you see? But let's just stay with how Herod felt. Do you get it? That he felt that for someone like him and for those guys to come into town and he haven't requested that such guys should come by and see him and, um, you know, show him where the baby is, you know, even though his intentions were evil. <laughs> he wanted to go kill the baby. And God just gave somebody a dream. May God give you a dream that delivers you from every evil that is, 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 is being planned with you in mind. Amen. Yeah. You know. Did you, were you, did you uh, join the Flow Church this morning? Did you hear the lady's testimony? Yes. So those of you who didn't, I want you to go and watch the Flow Church. Just go to YouTube, just say Flow Church, and look for Flow Church for today. Today's date. And somewhere in the middle of it, there's a testimony of a lady who was, um, she was ill, right? She was having migraines. She was having migraines all the time, and she didn't know the cause, isn't it? And then she decided to pray about it. And so she spent some time praying about the migraine. And then she went to bed one night and had a dream. In the dream, she saw two people in her house, a man and a woman. And their names were written on their chest. And the lady's name was migraine. <laughs> yes. And the man's name was what? Worry. Worry, anxiety, and something, right? Yes. And um, these were the, ex the things she was experiencing. You know, the migraine had caused her to start to worry. You get it? Because demons and evil spirits, they, they are good at synergy. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they work together and they uh, as a team, as a team, as a team. <laughs> yes. You get it? They're they are good at working together. They understand that the victory is a common victory. You know what? It, yes. You do your part, I do my part. Yes. You see, so the migraine strikes and then worry, anxiety, and fear, and depression also then do their part. You get it? So she said she had an encounter with them and she rebuked them. You know, in the realm of the spirit, that you can't be in this house. They said, Oh, we, be, we live here. You are the new one. Okay? You get it? Because actually, she had moved to a new place or something, right? Yes. She had moved to a new house. That's why you must always have people pray over your house. When you move into a new space, always have some prayer. You don't have to call anybody to come, you can also pray yourself. 
but if you call us also, we'll come. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? But what's important is don't take the space for granted. Don't take the space for granted. Don't think that it's just like where you came from. You get it? Yes. So the, the, the spirit said, oh, we've been here for years. Hundred years. Yes, we've been living here for hundred years. You get it? So it's likely that everybody who has lived there has suffered migraines. Some have probably died. Different things have gone on in, in, that, in that place. But now they had met their meter. <laughs> All right. And this person prayed them out of the place. And she said from that point on till now, she has not had any migraines. It's such a powerful testimony. You get it. But, you know, if you join Flow Church, you hear such powerful things. So I hope you do join it. All right. But let's go back to our message. So we're saying that um, um, not calling upon someone you must call on is a sign of dishonor. Amen. Amen. So I want to encourage you also to also bear that in mind that there are some people, sometimes you go to a place, for example, if you were to go to Accra, Ghana, I think that it is worth making an effort, you know, and it will be an, an honorable thing to do, you know, or an honoring thing, I think. That's, that's what the word should be. It, should be. it will be an honoring thing to do to go over to the First Love Center and to say that, I am from Los Angeles, and um, I attend the church in Los Angeles, and I'm in Accra for whatever, and I thought I'd stop by and say hello to the prophet or hello to the, uh, the founder. Do you see? It's a good thing. It's not like he's in need of visitors. <laughs> Do you get it? In fact, it is likely that you, you might have to wait for a long time you get it? But, but, but he will see you. He will see you. Especially when he hears that you have come and you want to say hello to him. He will, he will make the time to see you. He's kind like that. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? But there are people who just go to Accra and the feelings are, you, you be there. Me too, I'm here. You get it? It's like, it's, it's like so what? You see? Now, you may not say these things with your lips. But you can act them out. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, you can act them out. And you may, not, you may not act them out purposefully or intentionally. You see, but you see, you have to understand that the absence of intention does not always cancel the act. Do you get it? If you run over somebody with your car without intending to, it doesn't suspend death. <laughs> You get it. It doesn't cancel death. <laughs> you see the thing, yes. So what we're talking about is the, the effect, you see, which is that it is not an honoring thing to do. You know, that you belong to the church, you enjoy the church, you are blessed in the church always. You don't even know how the church came to be here and what it costs somebody, you know, for him to have the church in that place. So I think that if you happen to be somewhere or have an opportunity to meet him, it's an honoring thing to do, to go over there, introduce yourself to the person and say, you know, 
I come from your church. I've come from your church in such and such a place. And um, thank you for even giving us a church there. It's changed my life. And if you have a testimony, you share the testimony. You know, I've been in the church since this time or that time. And um, I've learned a lot. And um, I've been blessed by the books and the teachings and the messages. And it's transformed my life. And I happen to be in Accra, you know. And I just thought it would be worth it for me to come here and just say hello to you. I think it's an honoring thing to do. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So number three, disregarding advice can be a sign of dishonor. Disregarding advice can be a sign of what? Dishonor. Amen. Especially if it is advice that you solicit. You see, if you go to someone and you ask them to advise you and they give you their best counsel and you set it aside, you get it? It can be also a sign of dishonor. Amen. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So you realize that often when we think about honoring people, we give them gifts and so on. And we assume that once we've given gifts, we have honored the person. (laughs) You get it? But you can give your gift with one hand and then dishonor the person with the other other act. (laughs) Are Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So we need to be careful that when people give you counsel, people that you, you look up to for counsel and they give you counsel and you don't work with it or you set it aside, that can be dishonoring. Amen. Amen. So if you know you will not obey the counsel, don't ask for it. <laughs> Do you get it? Yes. If you know you are bent on doing your own thing, Just do it. You get it? Just do it. Rather ask us to pray for you. (laughs) You get it? Just say, listen, I've decided I'm going to climb the wall. (laughs) I need your prayers. And then we'll pray for you. Do you get it? Yes. So that is very important. Don't disregard advice and counsel. You know, many people will not give you their counsel. You see, yes, sometimes people know and know better and they just watch you as you uh, make so many mistakes and do so many things that end up affecting your life because you have set yourself up in a way that no one can speak to you and no one can relate that way to you. Do you get it? So people just watch you as you go down and down and down. And that's unfortunate, you see. And so when somebody, look at this verse, Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5. It says, counsel in, counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. 
Do you see? Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. But a man of understanding means a man who knows its value will pursue it. And they will draw it out. Do you, do you get it? Now, I'm just saying that this verse is telling us that people are not walking around just spitting out counsel. <laughs> do, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. People know things. I tell you. People know things. And they keep them. And will not say anything. Do you get it? But if you're a man of understanding, you know the value of that counsel. And the Bible says that you will draw it out of that person. You get it? And so when someone volunteers the counsel, or even someone offers it to you in response to your request for it, you see, it's important for you to value it. Because someone has given you the treasure. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't just set it aside. Don't just throw it away. But rather, try to see how you can work with it somehow. Do you, do you get it? That is how you honor people. That is why the Bible connects honoring parents with obeying. Do you see? So Ephesians chapter 6 and verse um, 1. Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Can you see? Yeah. Then verse 2, honor your father and mother. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 3, that it may be well with thee and that you will live long on earth. Amen. Amen. You see? Yes. Honor your father and mother that it may be well with thee that you will live long on earth. But I just wanted you to see that it's connected to obeying. Do you see? Yes. Now, parents give out a lot of counsel. Parents always are talking. And parents are always talking. And parents speak with a passion. Yes. And when people speak with a passion, it's often because they are sure about what they're saying. Do you see? Yes. Imperfect as they may be, you know, once they have walked the road and the path of life, they tend to know things and are right about things. You see, now, apart from that, God gives every parent, you know, supernatural intuition for raising their offspring, even if they are right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yes. True. God gives them, you know, I was watching a bear the other day carry her babies across the road. Yes. She was trying to get her kids to come with her to the other side. She had about three of them. And all the cars had stopped for her, you know. And she was trying to get these kids, you know, to follow. And the kids would cross, the first one crossed. Then she came back and got the second one to go over. And then she came back. As she was coming back for the third one, the second one followed her back. <laughs> Do you see? Yes. 
And so the whole thing was like, it was a bit chaotic. It's like, as you bring this one, then this one is coming back. And this, you know, and I was just thinking that what does this bear know about, you know, moving these animals safely? But one of the things I found interesting was that she was able to grab them with her teeth without hurting them. You see, that's that special wisdom that God gives to you for looking after what you have given birth to without hurting it. If those teeth grab you, <laughs> you, you who she didn't give birth to, you would be lunch to those same teeth. Do you see? Yes. But those babies were not lunch for her. And she didn't hurt them. She was able to carry them safely. I mean, the weight, the weight of a cub, you see, a bear's cub. Which, and a bear's cub is like a, like a, a dog, like a, 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 a medium-sized dog, you see, yes. And she's able to suspend them with her teeth without hurting them. Do you see? God gives that to you because you gave birth to it. You see? Yes. And so he gives you the ability to nurture your offspring. That's why he said, obey your parents. They are right. Yes. And your parents may not be educated. Your parents may not know much. Your parents, but you see, the fact that they have raised you to where you are, do you see, means that they know something. Yeah. So God has made it that way, and that is why he connects that to honoring them, which is do what they say. Do what they say, because they are right. And God somehow makes it, every parent is right. They, just, they are just right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fantastic. And when you become a parent, you realize you're right. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, they are right about most things. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And they may not be perfectly right because a lot of things are debatable. A lot of things you can find ways and, you know, especially if you, are, you have a rebellious type of disposition, you can argue about everything. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, you can argue about everything. But you see, one of the things I have learned um, and the God has impressed on my heart, you know, a lot lately is that you see, you don't need to get 100% to get an A. You get it. An A is not always 100%. So it means I don't have to be exactly right to be right. You see, it doesn't have to be perfect to be right. So sometimes your parents are saying, you know, I was sharing with some kids yesterday and I was sharing with them and I was saying that, I know some of you, you get irritated when your parents speak. I was just sharing with the kids. I said, you get irritated when your parents speak and they say something like, you never do this. They said, ah, yeah, it's true. 
What about when they say, you always leave your plates and wash? They say, yes, because it's not always. <laughs> yes, they, it's not always. You see, so I was helping them to understand that the point, your parents don't need to be right about whether it's always or sometimes for the lesson they are trying to teach to be valid. The lesson is a valid lesson and even though the examples they are giving are not 100% correct, if you are wise, do you see? If you are wise, you do what Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5 says. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5 that a wise man will hear. Just listen. If you are a wise man, you will hear and you will increase learning. If you're a wise man, you will hear because hearing something that you already know does not hurt. It doesn't reduce it. If anything at all, it establishes it. You become even more sure about what you know already. But even if you didn't want it, you know, a new layer of the same information does not hurt anybody. You get it? But if you hear, if you hear, you just might hear something that you didn't know before. Do you see? In, in the course of hearing, hearing what you thought you knew, there may be a dot that will be added to it, you see, that will increase your learning. You see, so it says, a wise man, a wise man, the way you know a wise man is, they are eager to hear. You just tell me what you have to say. You will hear, you will listen. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. Do you get it? Now, the opposite is verse 7. Verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Do you get it? Fools look down on instruction. They despise instruction. They don't care much about instruction. They say, I don't need to hear this from you. You don't have to tell me this. I know this already. I know this already. You know it already. You know, why don't you just shut up? Why don't you just keep quiet and hear what you know again? Do you see? Yes. Just hear it. Just hear it again. When someone mentions your name and said, DJ, would that be the first time you're hearing it? Why, why, why do you, you tolerate that? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. It is often the foundation for arguments, even in homes. You see? And it's a killer of conversation. It's a killer of fellowship. It's a destroyer of positive atmospheres. Yes. I know it already. Don't say it. Don't, you don't have to. Oh, you are repeating yourself. Just hear the repeat. Don't 
we play music again? <laughs> Just hear it again. Just hear it again. Because you just might add to your knowledge. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. But fools rather, they despise wisdom and instruction. Amen. Amen. So learn to be a hearer. As long as somebody is saying something, let them just say it. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't kill the conversation by saying that you know already. You get it? Yeah, sometimes you know what the person is saying, but you just keep quiet and just listen. Just go through with it. If not for anything, just for the sake of getting the person to talk. Because some people will pay someone just to talk. (laughs) Yes. There are people who are paid to make others talk. To talk with them. Yes. Just to be around them. Especially some of these people who have jobs around older people. Yeah, their job is just to listen to their stories. And they'll be talking about what happened in 1946 and what happened in 1967. You know, what happened after the World War, yes. You get it. And then they'll be talking about when they were in school, they'll be talking about who was President Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Do you see? Yes. And they'll be saying it over and over and over and over again. And that's what some people are paid to do. Do you get it? Yes. There are people who live with people who wouldn't talk. Yeah, they wouldn't talk. They wish their spouse, their, I mean, spouse was a little more conversational and would open up a little more and share a bit more. But they just don't. They come home and they freeze. They are just behind the television <laughs> and they're just watching. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you have somebody who wants to talk, except that you're going to repeat what they said, keep it flowing. Do you get it? Keep it flowing. It's like an open road. Do you see? Yes. If we block the road and say, no, no one is coming. You see, what happens is that it also stops your delivery driver. Because if no one is coming, it means what you're also waiting for also does not come. But if you keep the road open, you see, the vehicles will just pass. Yes, the garbage truck will pass. Um, um, the, the, the whatever will pass. You get it? Post mailman will pass. These are all useless conversations that you don't need. But it will allow the delivery truck to come through. And that's the one you need. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So you need to learn to flow with that. Amen. Amen. But still on the point. So don't disregard advice. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about the importance of advice. The Bible says that... um, Let's read a couple of them. There are many different verses about, um, look at this verse, Proverbs 11 and verse 14. 
It says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Can you see that? Yes. Chapter 15 and verse 22. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. You get it? Yes. So it may be a good purpose, but it leads to disappointment. You see? Yes. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. The multitude of counselors, there is safety. In the multitude of counselors, they are established. You see? So counsel is a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And the more of it you have, the better. Isn't it? Yes. The more of it you have, the better. Amen. So, hear counsel. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 20. Proverbs 19 and verse 20. This one says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Amen. Amen. Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. So you don't regret at the end. You don't find out that you have been a fool at the latter end. You get it? Because one of the things about life you'll find is that some things don't warn you when you're on the wrong road. And it is only after they've played themselves out that they reveal their true identity to you. And by that time, it's too late. And you're not able to fix it. You're not able to change it. You're not able to do anything. You get it. Yes. A lot of older people live with regrets. You get it. Yes. A lot of older people live with regrets when they no longer have, they cannot reverse their age They cannot reverse the time. They cannot reverse and go back for the opportunities. They are only full of wisdom, which sometimes even nobody wants to hear. You get it? Nobody even wants to hear that wisdom because the picture is so bad. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So hear counsel. When somebody offers or someone decides to counsel you or to speak into your life, give them a chance. Give the counsel a chance. Amen. Amen. And God will use people to bless you that way. Amen. Amen. Okay, now quickly, number four, leaving home can be a sign of dishonor. Yeah, this, this is about people who just storm out of the house and pack their things and just leave. Do you get it? And a good example of that one is the story of the prodigal son in the Bible, isn't it? We know that this boy was living with his parents or living at least we hear about his father. So he was living at home and then he just packed his things and left. You see, and left. And he went to live his life somewhere else, do so many things. And then he came back. But notice that when he comes back in Luke chapter 15 and verse 17, he says to himself, when he came to himself, he said, 
how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I hung perish with hunger. Do you see? Then he says, I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Right? Now, what is he saying? He's saying that his actions as they are laid out in the story amount to a sin against heaven and against his father. Yeah. What did he do? He just left home. He left home and went into a far country and went to live independently. How is that a sin? But he came back and he said, yes. It is a sin against heaven and a sin against you, my father, for packing my things and just storming out of your life after all these years of looking after me and caring for me and the counsel you have given me and protection you have given me and everything. And I just wake up one day and I just leave. He just comes back. He is the one saying, nobody is accusing him. Nobody said you have done anything wrong. He came back and he said, you know something? What I did, it amounts to a sin against heaven. And it's a sin against you. Are you getting the picture? Yes. So it delves right back into what we were saying earlier about parents and honoring them. We need to be very careful how we pay back these people who have sacrificed so much for us. Sacrificed materially, sacrificed emotionally, you know. You should see what parents go through when their child, you know, like this one, when you see her child is hurt or something, you see something comes over her. <laughs> she becomes anointed. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? But we need to be very careful. Amen. So that's another one. Number five, your stubbornness can also be a sign of your dishonor. There are only six of them, so I'm almost done. Number five, your stubbornness can be a sign of your dishonor. Do you see? Your stubbornness. Okay. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 1. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. Okay, no, no, no. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihahiroth. It's quite a name. Between Migdal and the sea, over against Baal Siphon, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land and the wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts that the Egyptians may know 
that I am the Lord. And they did so. Amen. Amen. Then verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his host, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. Right? Now look at what God is calling honor. Pharaoh's disrespect for his instruction and his disregard for his command. Let my people go. Do you see? Yeah. And he felt dishonored by that. Wow. Do you see? Yeah. So he decided that I'm going to punish Pharaoh and get my honor back. <laughs> do, do, do you understand? I'm going to make this guy respect me. <laughs> yes. I'm going to let him have an experience that will make him respect me. When somebody is stubborn, it means you have to keep saying the same thing and keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it, keep saying it before they pay attention if they will at all. Do you get it? Yes. And there are some people, they will not even obey, they will not do what you are saying, but they won't even argue. <laughs> Those are the worst ones. The ones who disobey with a smile. There's nothing to argue about. There's nothing. It's just, it's just, I won't do what you're saying. That is it. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's another one. Then the last one is pretense and deception can be a sign of dishonor. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 7, it says, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. You know, teaching for doctrines command the commandments of men. Amen. So, pretense and deception can be a sign of honor. Jesus is the one who is speaking in this passage we just read, you know, and he's saying that these people are hypocrites and they 
they, they draw nigh unto me with their mouth, but their heart, you get it, yes, is far away. So they honor me with their lips. You see, their lips are throwing out honor, but their hearts are far from me. They think differently about me in their hearts. You see, and that is very deceptive. You know, they pretend, pretend they love, pretend they are committed, pretend they respect, and they don't. Do you see? Yeah. Yes. And pretense is particularly dishonoring because it is this both deceptive and insulting. It's insulting because it, it assumes that you are of lower intelligence and therefore you cannot see through what they are doing. Do you, do, you, do you get it? Yeah. But you see, it's important in life for you to assume that as long as you are alive and others are alive, they must be about as intelligent as you. <laughs> do, 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 do you get it? Yeah. Yes, that if they were that stupid, they would probably not even come into contact with you. <laughs> but anybody that has been elevated to be at the same or similar level as you in anything relating to anything, even if they sell something you have to buy, the fact that they are the ones selling what you have to buy, <laughs> do you see? The fact that what you need is actually in their hand means they are not that stupid. <laughs> are you getting the picture? Yes. So it's safer to credit people with a little bit of intelligence. And especially when you see people who have accomplished something great. Do you see? Yes. You need to assume that they are a bit intelligent. You see, like little children, you know, if they would assume that their parents at least have given birth to them and have raised, they will stop lying to them. <laughs> you get it? If you can assume that this person actually gave birth to me and is looking after me, it will make you understand that they can see through your lies. Yes? But you see a little child telling lies with zeal <laughs> and thinking they are running numbers around their parents. You see, homework that has to be done and they won't do it. <laughs> do you see? And they'll be telling stories. First they say there's, there's no homework and they cannot, they don't know that even the tone with which they are speaking has betrayed them already. You see, yes. They don't know that the school has sent a message to the parents. They don't know all these things. Do you get it? So let's be careful. If you respect someone, don't deceive them. Because they'll find out. When they find out, things will never again be the same. They'll never look at you the same way ever again. Do you see what I'm saying? So anyone that you respect, anyone that you honor, be truthful to them. Be truthful to them. Do you get it? Lies play you into the hands of the devil and they give the devil a key and give him a free pass into the relationship to ruin it and to destroy it. 
Because as for the devil, he's a destroyer of every good thing. God gives you something good, the devil would like to come and destroy it. So don't let him. Amen. Amen. Don't give him the opportunity. Don't let him into the things that God has given you. Don't lie at work. They employed you. <laughs> Do you get it? They gave you a job. Do you see? So they are up there somewhere. As long if you were higher than them, you would be employing them. As long as they are employing you, you need to respect them. Do you see what I'm saying? You need to be respectful of them. Tell the truth. Be honest about things. And don't pretend. Amen. Amen. And you'll find that it will lead to a blessing in your life. Hallelujah. May God help us to honor everyone to whom Anna is due. Amen. Let's read that verse again in the book of Romans. In the book of Romans. Let's read that verse again and we'll close with that. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Amen. Yes. Give everybody what is due them. Can you change the version? Change the version. Yes. Let's read it quickly. Change the version. And let's read it. Render. Give to everyone what you owe them. I like that. You owe it. Amen. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. Hey. That's a message. And give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Amen. Do you have another one? Do you have another one? Just change it again. Give us one more right? Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Amen. So let's pay everyone what is their due and it will lead to a blessing for our lives. Amen. Stand to your feet and let's bring the service to a close. Hallelujah. Did you learn something today? Yes. Let's be careful with the people that God has given us to honor. Amen. Right. Let's pray. Everybody close your eyes, please, and pray. Keep that scripture on the screen. And everybody just pray. You can open your eyes if you want. But look at the verse. The verse is saying that there are people who must receive what is their due. Starting from government people, going to those who deserve our respect, those who deserve our honor. Yes. 
Is there anybody anywhere in your life whom you have denied any of these things? Decide today I'm going to pay everyone what they deserve. I'm going to give to them what they deserve in the name of Jesus. And then ask the Lord to help you in Jesus' name. Everybody just begin to pray and say, Lord, help me. Help me to honor who must be honored. Help me to respect who must be respected. Help me to give to those I must give to. Help me to pay what I must pay in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, we ask for you to help us that we do not bring ourselves under a curse especially as it relates to parents as it relates to guardians as it relates to people who have taken care of us spiritual authorities in the name of Jesus we pray for your help yes help us to obey and to do as we should in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. You deserve Jesus, you alone. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. You deserve the
everybody. us, enlightening us and teaching us, Lord, about honor and how we must relate with important people you have placed in our lives. Help us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name we pray. Now as we close the service, maybe you are here or you're online, but you know in your heart that you're not saved, that you have not given your life to Jesus, that if you were to die today, you might go to hell because you're not sure. You can be sure this afternoon by praying a simple prayer with us, asking Jesus to come into your heart. So if you're here like that, I want to encourage you to raise up your right hand right now and I'm going to pray with you. I just want to pray with you. I want to see your hand and just share this very important prayer with you. Is there anybody here today who needs salvation? You need Jesus. You need to give your life to Jesus today. This is an opportunity. Don't let it pass you by. Is there anybody here like that today? I see your hand. God bless you. Why don't we say this prayer together? Say, Lord Jesus. Say, I thank you for dying for me. I know I'm a sinner. And you died for my sins. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Let your blood wash me. And let your blood cleanse me and make me a child of God. From this moment forward, I want to serve you. I want to be a child of God. I want to live like a child of God and live like a true Christian. So please help me. Reveal yourself to me, Jesus. 
help me to love you help me to want you and help me to serve you in Jesus name hallelujah amen put your hands together for the Lord amen wow are you blessed great now if you prayed that prayer and you meant it when you prayed the prayer would like you to send us a text message at the number on the screen right now just send us a text message or call that number and somebody will be with you and help you amen if you're right here in this room and you also prayed that prayer with meaning uh, would like to talk to you right after the service we're just about to close and we're about to close but not before we have communion because communion is a very spiritual encounter with the body and with the blood of Jesus Christ. So I want you to join us as we go over to the First Love Center or rather go to the Flow Church and join the pastor of the Flow Church who is no other person but our own dear pastor and our own dear father let's go to the flow and let's join him as he leads us can i have one please yeah okay thank you as he leads us in the communion today father thank you for this amazing wait, holy wait, communion wait, for wait, today wait 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 and cut the volume please all right let's make sure everybody has one okay make sure everybody has one now the easy way to deal with this thing is to push the tab down okay so if you push it down you can separate the two in a way okay and i encourage you to not touch it because um you know, we don't live in great times. You see what I'm saying? Okay, mine is failing to open, but well, I'll make it work. Don't worry. Great. Okay. So if you just leave it on there, you can just pick it with your tongue when it's time to do that. Amen. Okay. All right. So let's share a word of prayer. Let's go over and join the prophet as he leads us in communion today. Amen. Let's do it. Father, thank you for this amazing holy communion for today. Amen. Let everyone who receives your word and this amazing communion be blessed. Yes. And healed. I pray for somebody in the hospital, somebody on admission, someone who is not well, Someone with a terrible disease. Lord, I pray for them that are suffering. People that are in pain and have no help. I pray for somebody who cannot pay hospital bills. Mm. Somebody who has been told to do something, but there's no money to do that thing. Oh, I Lord. pray for healing. Yes. For this. Healing. Thank you. Jesus. I pray for the disabled, the yes. handicapped, the blind. Yes, yes Lord. Those that cannot see, cannot hear. Yes, Lord. Those that have been set aside and marginalized. Yes. I pray for healing. 
We pray I for thank you for your mercy. your mercy. In Jesus' name, the body Jesus. of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. You may eat the bread. And now the blood. Yes. May the blood wash every mistake away. Yes. Today I pray for mistakes. Yes. And the effect of mistakes. The effect of mistakes, Lord. To be overpowered yes. by the blood of Jesus. Yes, Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Everyone that is a pastor receive butter. Amen. That your steps may be washed in butter. I receive it. Everyone that has met a rock, very painful rock, yes. may the rock yield rivers yes. of oil. Rivers of oil. Rivers of Abundance oil. of anointing yes. in your life. Yes. The Lord bless you. May the Lord count you in. Mm. When the Lord counts his jewels, mm. may you be counted as one of his jewels. Amen. When the Lord counts his precious ones, yes. may you be counted and numbered precious one, precious Amen. one, precious Amen. one. Amen. Amen. When the Lord counts his servants, may you be counted servant, servant, my servant, my yes. servant, my servant. Thank you, Jesus. When the Lord is counting his neighbors, those that are close to him, may you be counted neighbor, 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 someone that is close. Amen. When the Lord is counting the wicked ones, mm. may you never be listed. Or numbered among the wicked, yes. among the traitors, among the liars, and among the deceivers. The Lord bless you. The Lord calls you to advance further today yes. than you have advanced in the last few weeks. I see you advancing. I see somebody advancing about 100 meters Jesus. in the realm of the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Instead of taking Thank you. one step. Yes. The Lord is advancing you a hundred meters for one step. May you go far to the point where he is sending you to. Yes. I see someone else in the realm of the spirit running faster. It's like your jogging has turned into fast running. May the Lord give you the grace yes. to speed up. Jeez. Receive the grace to speed up yes. and keep running faster. Yes. Ah. May the Lord write on your chest, champion, champion, champion. Yes. winner, yes. victorious, yes. the victor. Yes. May the Lord give you the upper hand yes. in every battle, yes. every difficult fight that Amen. you are engaged in. Amen. May you be victorious yes. and successful yes. in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. May you be a blessed and precious one to the Lord. All the days of your life. In Jesus name. In Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. Hallelujah. Clap properly for the Lord. Amen.
Hallelujah. May you be a precious one to the Lord. Amen.